Hi, Nick. Hi, Caleb. I was just talking about you the other day. Oh, no. Why would you do that? <laughs> hey, I was le- just talking to my friends, talking about some, people, me, some other people that know you. Leave me out of it. Talking about your traits and characteristics. I wish you wouldn't. Yeah, just like uh, having a chat <laughs> Listen, up, up and down the alleyways all I, about all the things that you do. I never talk about you to anyone else, okay? And that's respect. <laughs> that's called respect. <laughs> <laughs> I talk to you, yeah. and other than that, it's like you don't even exist. Yeah. Because, and well, that's healthy. And that's healthy respect. That's just a little bit. R-E-S-P-C stands for who? I don't know anyone by that name. <laughs> Caleb, what? I was talking about all the different things that I know about you. <clears throat> like that you uh, run really quickly. Oh, that's really sweet. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. And that you're like pretty blue. Aww. Like a lot of the time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do. I have suffered from clinical depression. You've got a really wide and vast ring collection? That I, I, we could talk about my ring collection sometime. Uh-huh. <laughs> You've got, uh, you have a habit of dismantling and destroying robots? Yes, I do love to stop mechanicals from working. <laughs> and, uh... You know me so well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've spent a lot of time with you. That's true. So I was telling my friends about you. Yeah, thank I was, you. I was explaining all these things about mm-hmm. you, that you're blue and fast, and that you collect rings, and that you destroy robots. Yeah. And they were like, oh, yeah, I think that's so Nick. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> They kept saying that over and over, and I was like, yeah, exactly, that's my friend Nick. And they were like, no, that's so Nick. And I was like, yeah, I get it. I get what you're saying. That's like, saw, nah. Saw, nah. Oh, yeah, I totally got it, though. <laughs> hey, everybody, it's your two show. My name's Nick. I'm Caleb. And uh... we are going to be 50% funny today. <laughs> Um, so we talked about this a little bit on Everyday's Great this week, but I really yeah. think that uh, I really think that you and I need to be really clear about who we are. Okay. So yes. um, let's play like a little introductory game. Okay. About ourselves. Yeah. If you're just joining us. <laughs> so my name's Caleb. And Hi, Caleb. Th- yes, this is my voice, and in, in an attempt to help you understand my voice, I feel like I'll say some of the phrases that I really commonly say. Give me some of your catchos. And the, and so, this is like a, a healthy mnemonic device yeah. for you to at any point in the podcast, if you get lost, like which one's which? Yep. You can just wait for one of these phrases and then you'll know it's me. Yes. Skeleton boyfriend. <laughs> Classic. Nick, what's one of yours? Um, Hi, my name is Nick and I have a different voice from Caleb, but we are both humans and so sometimes it's hard to tell humans apart mm-hmm. um, and I respect that. Um, the, if you hear one of my classic catchphrases, then you'll know it's me. Politics. (laughs) (laughs) Human politics. (laughs) That's the thing. That's one of mine. Oh yeah, that is one of yours. Um, let's see. What's another one of mine? Um, (laughs) oops. If you, oh, if you hear um, a meme executed skillfully, that's Caleb. Mm-hmm, but, if you, memes. but if you hear something that sounds like maybe it was supposed to be a catchphrase you would recognize, but it didn't come out right, that's definitely me. <laughs> Today we watched Sonic the Hedgehog, colloquially referred to as Sat AM because of the original time that it aired, which was Saturday morning. Saturday anti-meridian. Um, yes, exactly. The uh, this is a cartoon made by humans, presumably. Um, and it, the first season was the second season was all algorithms. Got it. Um, God, technology moving so fast. Mm-hmm. I wonder what the effects of of that are going to be on human politics. Um, <laughs> so uh, this, this show's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It um, started out with a bang, and uh, that bang is called music. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog Too fast for the naked eye 
Sonic Sat AM is available if you have a Stars subscription, and also if you want to, you know, buy individual episodes on iTunes or YouTube. So they did what we have talked about before, and they start Sonic off with a heist, just like right away. Bingo. Uh, we, you know, the thing that happens when you come into, um, you come into something late, right? Mm-hmm. And you're catching up. You think you're having all kind of good ideas. Turns out they already had those ideas. Uh, turns out they've been doing them. Oops. So we want to apologize to anyone who's listened to our podcast and screamed the phrase "Sat AM" anytime we've said the word heist because it's here. Yeah. And it's you know what to be honest, it's fine. The heist itself it's fine. is fine. Yeah, but the, show but the show is good. Is good. Yes, we immediately have a better grasp of all these different characters. We, yeah. we get to meet Sally Acorn. Sally Acorn. <laughs> we get to meet Sally Acorn for the princess special agent Sally Acorn yeah. from the hit novel Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, and she actually is like a secret agent, and I love that. Like the first shot we have of her is that she's taken over one of the robots and hidden inside of it, like diva style. Yeah, it's yeah, really it's cool. It's great. I'm immediately like totally into Sally. Like she's great. And that explains very cool character. That explains how she knew all of the different, uh, in the book, how she knew the way that all the robots had been moving around. (gasps) Right. Because she can like get inside of them. Yes. She's a hacker. Mm -hmm. She's a hijacker. And she's a pilot. And she was she's a the poet. scout. She was the first one there. Like right. the, the beginning of the episode. Lines. Yeah, the beginning of the episode starts with Sonic, Antoine, who is a he's a dog dog lion. He's a French. Uh, he's a French bulldog. He's definitely French. He's French, and he's kind of a dog. We're not really clear on what kind of animal Antoine uh, was. Antoine was, but yeah. we are clear on what kind of animal. Cat is. So they have a friend cat named Cat. Is, cat is a Simba. <laughs> cat is just, like, just a cartoon cat who's not wearing clothes like the rest of them. There's no article of clothing. He's, he is standing on two feet. He's just like, he's like a, yes. uh, an anthropomorphic cat he, who's just hanging out with them and also doing spy stuff. He looks like Sylvester's neighbor. <laughs> like... Sylvester comes out of his house. Sylvester, the ca- the cartoon cat, uh-huh. comes out of his house to get the newspaper. And, 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 and then the you ru- hear you hear uh, another cat go, "Bonjour, Marie, <laughs> but, the baguettes." And Sylvester's like, "Oh, that's not my friend, cat. That must be Antoine. I don't care to talk to him very much right now." And then he turns the other way, <laughs> and cat and and he sees this brown Simba Simba cat, and he just and, and cat says, "Hey, Sylvester," <laughs> and Sylvester's like. Hey, hey, and then that's not that does not make it to the cartoon. No, they cut that for like <laughs> imagine having to draw all the stuff for a cartoon that gets cut in the final like you know, like Ooh. it's one thing to just like run a scene a few times if you're a human actor in front of a camera, but imagine literally drawing the same scene one hundred times. Oh my god. For Stanley Kubrick to just cut you entirely out. Yeah, never mind. Oops. Whew. That would be a lot of work. It would be very, very tough. But uh, even at the very beginning of this episode, we meet Cat, <clears throat> and I turned to Nick and I said, uh, since I've never heard of Cat before, yeah. and Cat's name is Cat, I bet he's going to die. I oh. bet he dies in this episode. But I was, even as I said that, I was like, that would be very surprising to me yeah. that Cat gets killed in this television show about Sonic the Hedgehog. Right. Which, in the darkest one we've done is definitely Sonic Underground. Yes. And it was pretty dark. Yep. But I still was like, uh, I don't know if anything will really happen to this cat character. Maybe he's just in the background for now because they needed a bigger team. Right, right. But it, it, it's he gets captured. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Almost immediately. So so what's the, what's the like, big picture overview of this episode? So uh, Sonic is alongside Sally, Antoine, and Cat. And they are hacking into one of Robotnik's towers. They've snuck into one, gone to like up very, very high on this tall tower in the middle of the city and are hacking into his computer system to find information on Robotnik. In the meantime, while she's hacking, Sally finds a message from her father, the uh, king of Mobius, we can assume because she's a princess, but I'm not sure that's ever explicitly said. I don't think we've gotten that in this show yet. And so Sally Acorn finds a message from her father, which is encoded with the word bean, which Mm -hmm. it turns out it was her childhood nickname. Yes. She follows the message to the dark swamp, which has an old jail in it that was open since the 1500s. But according to the Mobian calendar, we're not really sure what that means. Like, we don't know how long ago it was. Mm -hmm. But we do know that nobody has 
actually used this jail as a jail for over a hundred years. Yeah. So she goes inside the jail and finds another really old computer sitting around in there. She uses the passcode Bean. Uh, oh, also she finds her dad's cloak, so she knows for sure he's been there. Yep. She uses the passcode Bean, and it gives her a map of the entire underground like sewer and tunnel system for the city of Mobius. Known as the Subterfile. Yes. And this is great because it's subterranean, but it's also used for subterfuge. It's really good. Yeah. It was a very good name. The Subterfile is a weirdly good name. <laughs> uh, and then Sally takes that information. They get attacked while they are underground. They have to escape. And they do. Yeah. And, and you might be like, hey, why did you talk about Sally that whole time and not Sonic the Hedgehog? Uh-huh. And the answer is because Sally is the main character of this television show. So far, that is the case. Sonic serves as an aid and a distraction and a, a again, like kind of as a tool. Yeah. Like he helps them escape. Oh, there is a part at the end where they are accosted by a giant alligator. And oh, then yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog uses a power ring. Like, again, the same thing where Sally has to hand him the ring from his backpack. It was like in Sonic X when Tails had to throw it for him. Yeah, exactly. For some reason, he's carrying the ring. But he has to wait to grab them until the exact right moment. Right. And they don't have the same effect on other people. Right, exactly. So I don't really know what's going on there. Well, we do know in the book that Uncle Chuck made power rings specifically to affect him. True, yes. But then, like, what happens if he uses it too long? Why is he... Does it run out of power? Or does he overheat? Uh, uh, You know, I don't know what happens... What a, for this like very specific ring timing thing. This crocodile thing scared me so much because he jumps into the mouth of this giant monster that was it's kind of like a rancor. Yeah. But he jumps into the mouth of it and then f- pulls all of them all the way through its body and out its tail. And and for a second we're like this ooh, is brutal. Yeah. Because it's a, he you can see the pressure appear on the tail, but then when it busts open, it's a robot. Yeah. And Sally turns to to Sonic like terror in her eyes and is like Sonic, how did you know that was a robot? And Sonic's like. Mwah hedgehogs know and it's like you did not know dude i don't think you knew i don't think you had any idea he was gonna bust through that alligator no matter what sonic was about to commit very murder (laughs) on that creature oh boy it was that that is one of the most like upsetting images that maybe has appeared in all of the sonic canon that we have explored it was rough like last week we got all the like the the disemheadings of people. What uh-huh. do you call that? A de a beheading. A desculpitation. Okay, yeah, um, that's that's the scientific term. Yeah, and, which was like pretty gruesome. And then this one, we we had to deal with the momentary possibility that a bunch of blood was about to explode out of the back of an I, alligator. I was Sonic really scared of. That. I was very scared. I, I, I flinched away. I was like, oh no. And after the obvious, after Cat getting captured and the obvious hint that he was about to get roboticized yeah. after we had just met him and that it was starting off this show with like, this is a kingdom in peril and Sally has yeah. to go into an old jail to find her dad's computer to figure out how to take down Robotnik was like, I have no idea what this show's going to throw it's at grim. me. It's grim, yeah. We can talk a little bit about the characters too. Antoine okay. is like a very fearful French dog who yes. like spends the whole time kind of being like the comedic relief He's character. He's supposed to be the comedy relief. Yeah. Uh, and I, I guess when you're a kid, like this kind of like simple... Uh, like n- national caric- caricature yeah. is funnier because it's less familiar. But really all it was was like quote unquote broken English. Yeah. And uh, it's just and, kind of stammering yeah. and then saying words in kind of the wrong order. And then uh, one thing that I found kind of annoying was, first of all, Sally was cool in this episode, but she said some weird stuff. <laughs> Everybody and said some weird stuff. The, all the, there was like, there were like two great scenes mm-hmm. where the writing felt really tight and smart. Yeah. And the rest of it was a little awkward. So in Sonic Underground, we joked before, I'm pretty sure this was Sonic Underground, yeah. we joked before that it felt like somebody had sat down and just like written it in an afternoon. Yeah. Like every episode was like, okay, maybe this is just what this episode is. And they had done it in like an hour or two and been like, great, done. Yeah. This one feels like someone did it in five minutes and they did it while they were like paying half attention. Yeah. There's a point where, <laughs> there's a point where Sally Acorn goes... I'm going to go to the dark swamp and find him. No, I said that wrong because I made it a real right, sentence. Right, you made a real sentence. I'm going to the dark swamp and find him. Yes! I'm going to the dark swamp and find him. Nicholas, I'm going to the dark swamp and find you. I, I hope that you... I hope that you do. 
uh, I'm going to the dark swamp and and find him. Think about this. This had to be written down. (sighs) Yeah. Looked over again for editing. Yeah. A voice actor sits down to read the lines and just reads that sentence like, great, perfect, nailed it. Yeah. An animator had to animate those lines. And (sighs) along that whole path. Yeah. All of those people that had to have seen it, nobody was like, wow, that sentence sure doesn't make any sense at all. That sure isn't a way to say that thing. (laughs) Just before that happened, we had remarked on feeling like the animation had maybe a higher budget than Sonic Underground. Like the the production, there are these like nice background paintings in this ep- in this show. Yeah, the animation's um, good. The animation's pretty good. It's like a it's like a little messy, but in a way that is more consistent than Underground. Yeah, like like a lot more sort of deliberate things, and you can tell that maybe it just doesn't have a, quite enough frames or something. Yeah. But anytime it doesn't have the Underground problem slash delight of any given pause being hilarious <laughs> being just like a weird silly every mess. character is like gelatinously morphing around <laughs> no and there was definitely more attention paid to like shots like there yes. were times where the characters were tiny in the distance in a huge underground cavern and there were times where we were really up close on someone yeah. or something a lot of and cinematic sonic, yeah yeah in sonic underground pretty much always we were at like the same distance from the main characters yeah like yeah. all the time yeah um and so, anyway, it's good in a lot of ways, but then some of the dialogue is uh, just just not done. It's it so just didn't weird. finish it. We were talking about this with Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, where we're seeing a lot of Sonic's catchphrases kind of getting established. Yeah. But they're getting established to just, like, willy-nilly, like, someone was like, oh, crap, we haven't said Juice and Jam yet, so we have to... S- <laughs> okay, he has to say, I'm really sorry that your king father is dead and lost but we haven't put juice and jam in this yet yeah so we need to find a way to write that in uh i'm so sad that your dad got juiced yeah but we but if you don't keep jamming eventually we'll all be lost eventually i'll be waiting forever (laughs) (laughs) also in the title credits sally acorn kisses sonic on the cheek oh yeah. I didn't notice that. I was focused very hard on the lyrics of the song uh, during the credits. So they're but, uh, like already canonical. Okay. Okay. But Sally Acorn is... Well, you can kiss someone on the cheek and like not be married to them. <laughs> that's true. I'm, that's true. You know, it, very theor- true. Good theoretically. Point. You really, you, you did get me there. <laughs> so <laughs> Sally Acorn is, uh, what is she? She's a sec- She's a special agent. She's a special she's agent. She's a princess. She's a princess. She's capable. She's a... Squirrel? Chipmunk? She's yeah, I think she's a chipmunk. Chipmunk? Yeah. Yeah. She's Mm -hmm. an acorn. Yeah, she's an acorn. (laughs) (laughs) Sally the acorn. (laughs) Oh man, I wish Sonic was in love with an acorn. Yeah. She carries the entire emotional weight of this series. Uh Uh-huh. And as of the pilot episode, she has a place in this world. Like she's got a role. She's a princess who is below a king in this current sense. Like the king is in charge in theory, if they find him. Uh-huh. Kind of a mirror of Sonic Underground's looking for their mom, oh, who yeah. was the queen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're, she's a princess. She has a place in this world. She has a reason to be invested in this story. And Sonic is just there. Yeah. He's there. This is a show entitled Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> it's called Sonic the Hedgehog, and this is the first episode of that show, and at the end of that show, at the end of the whole show, I am left thinking, what is Sonic doing there? <laughs> okay, okay. Is that actually, like, an action movie trope? Like, the star of Die Hard okay. isn't the most important person in that story. That's not true. He has the he has all the emotional. Okay, let's pick story. a different one. Mm-hmm. Die Hard's like a good movie. Tom, okay, no, no, no. But he's a bystander, right? Mm-hmm. Like something else is happening. I dare you to pick a there. good movie where that happens. Oh man! All right, um, most Tom Cruise action movies. Okay, like which one? Like, um, I'm going to assume Jack Reacher. I haven't seen it, but I'm going to assume that. <laughs> um, I'm so- going to go the the. <laughs> All right, it's not okay. It's okay. not uncommon for okay. the action hero to not have the most important emotional journey. Yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, like the action hero is usually an accessory to a larger story. Sure, that's what I'm saying. But for that hero to have absolutely no 
emotional investment in the plot or reason to be there that we know so far uh, as of the first episode and then to have the story not named after the idea or the problem or the bad guy but to be named after him okay is so silly the never-ending story the emotional heart of that movie is uh, falcor Falcor. yeah right (laughs) but it's not called falcor it's like the the action hero of that movie is the book I know there's a really good example of what I am talking about, and I don't have to find it for you. I'm just—I'm not saying—I'm <laughs> not saying that it's not uh, an okay structure yeah. to have a character who's not your point of view character be the one with the most, with the strongest emotional journey. Okay. I actually think that's a great format for cool. a book because it's great to have an observer. Yes, as you're like in. Okay. Okay. That said. That said. What is Sonic what doing? What is Sonic there? doing? As, uh, things. Things the first episode does not answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is this place called? Well, they they say Mobius. Okay, but what is the city that they're in? Right. How did Robotnik get in charge? Uh huh. What what was he the king of? That Princess yes. Celia is there. I'm wondering if there's are they are they expecting us to come into this with the context that we don't have? I don't know. Was like this is in '96, '95, '96. Yeah, something. This like is that. A, you know this is pop, Sonic is very popular. Yeah. I, I think the comics were already going on then. Mm-hmm. And so it may have been a, like, we can assume that fans of Sonic mm-hmm. know a certain amount of it already. And and a lot of the Sonic TV series have done this. Yeah. They've just kind of jumped you right in and they're like, here you go. This is the, and this is the cast of the comics, like the yeah. beginning of the Archie comics. This is that cast exactly. Okay, cool. So, the, so yes, the, the context may be assumed, mm-hmm. but, but like, I don't know, the very beginning, right? Like, especially us being ready to just like see another Sonic and see what's going on. Yeah. I didn't have any of these questions in the first five or 10 minutes. It was just Mm -hmm. like, Oh cool. Oh yeah, sure. Finally, Sally Acorn. Uh Who's this dog? You know, this kind of thing, but they are presented as being kind of like a contentious, but effective team. Yeah. Like Sally and Sonic, when they infiltrate the robots for the first time, like Sally's in the, at the helm manipulating the, the hollow globule Uh and, and this like gelatinous, uh, screen that I really enjoyed, mm-hmm. and then Sonic is like standing on the ramp, like like tapping the, his foot, tapping his foot. But they have this really good conversation that you and I were like, "Whoa, that was really good." Yeah, I think I said like this is the maybe the best conversation I've ever seen in a Sonic property, yeah, like an that, actual single conversation, and that, that that Sonic has with another character. It's like detailed. He's right there. She's kind of fighting him, but he's fighting back, but they're on the same side. We're introduced to Sonic's flaws right away. Yeah. Where he's annoying Sally Acorn. Yes. He is like tapping his feet and tapping his fingers and being like, come on, hurry up. And Sally is like, you need to chill. Yeah. Like she, she's like, I've, this is really important to me and to Mobius. And if this is like something for my father, I need to do it. So I yeah. need you to relax. But then they are still like playful with each other yeah it's smart i I can't remember the exact lines right now but Mm -hmm. i really enjoyed that moment but then after that it sort of falls apart their relationship does not appear to be one of like grudging respect or of like sally decides she's got to go find her dad and sonic's like i'm not gonna do that and just goes and does something else yeah and he's like i'll catch up with you yeah and he does but in this it's weird and Mm -hmm. then they don't seem to connect and there's a weird like Sally wants to find her dad, and Sonic does not seem to care about that at all. <laughs> well, it's like, we, like, it's falling into that cartoon problem of allowing the idea of what their relationships to each other should be to yeah. get in the way of what that actually might look like. Okay, yeah. So, like, Antoine, we're given no reason for him to be there. Right. Like, the whole episode, just the fact that he theoretically is one of the freedom fighters, apparently allows him a place on the team. Yeah. But he bungles the the beginning. And then Sonic says, like, Antoine did it again. Implying that Antoine is yeah. always messing stuff up. When Sally takes him with her, he does nothing useful the whole time that they are in the castle. Like, yeah. there's not a single part of this episode where Antoine's like, ah, here is the reason I am here. He kind of reminded me of Sonia's fiancé from underground yes this is kind of uh, he's less competent and sort of more a focal point but he's this like aristocrat maybe There's that's the lot. deal maybe he's funding the resistance it could be that I, I, we don't know what their relationship is i would like to know but i like, like that idea because i like that being the reason that he's there like he is like i 
I'm giving you money, but you have to take me on your adventure. I want to go on. I I want to go on the adventure. But then, like, as soon as he's out there, he's the whole time like, maybe we should go back. Maybe we should go back to the base. Yeah, let's go back to the base, please. And it's uh, the moment where they go, they're in the dark swamp, and he literally climbs a tree and is like shivering, and uh-huh. she's like, "Are you scared?" And, and he's like, "No, no, princess, I have caught a cold." Like it's so cold. We must go back. We must go back. She's and Sally's just like, "No, I'm going to find my father." She and she also either it doesn't understand the way that colloquial phrases are structured or she just likes dunking on people. Yeah, because like Sonic, <laughs> they'll say casual things like we should not we should leave. No. And she'll be like, we should stay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Some- and Sonic did something like that. Like anytime in this episode. A sentence ends with the word no or the word yes. It's super weird and like jarring. Or wrong or right. And they, yeah. they flip it a lot. Like whoever wrote this script thought that was so funny. Yeah. And, and like, it's not. As Sally do it a whole bunch. <sighs> it's weird. Um, it's very weird. And listening to the dialogue is very surreal. Yeah. So that's a uh, strange piece of this particular episode of this cartoon. Mm-hmm. But overall, the overall feeling that I got from it was uh positive and interesting i actually really dug it yeah Yeah, even even with all these questions yeah it does a better job of all the tv shows we've seen so far of immediately contextualizing sonic in the like structure of the thing he's in sure like right away we know this whole team of people and we know what sonic's role in that team is Mm -hmm. we don't really necessarily know why he's there but we know what his role in that team is yes we we are given an immediate emotional tie of like Sally is trying to find her dad and she's really passionate about it. Yes. And we this is the reason the show starts today is because she has found information on where he might be. Yeah, they're just on like a routine attack. Like yeah. we can infer that this is just going on all the time. They're the resistance, they're you know, the rebellion, they're fighting, but then we find the message. Yeah, and Robotnik's got a really scary voice. Dude, Robotnik is terrifying in this one. He is they took like all the beats of like classic action movie like Bond villain yes. and tried to just do all of them. He's got like scary red eyes, robot parts. He's petting like a robot bird. Yes, he's sitting. In, well, he's he's petting Baby Scratch. Yeah, from uh, the uh, Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog from mm-hmm. last week. This a is little, literally like the chibi version of Scratch, <laughs> and I love that with like a toucan beak. Yeah, um, but he's but he's got the like he's sitting backwards in a chair and he doesn't he doesn't turn around for a while. So and his voice is all the way down here with a kind of metallic reverb yeah, on it, it's which so sounds cool. like it's coming out of a robotic chassis. And so he is definitely at l- mostly robot. Yes, whatever he began as in this series. He's a robot. And Snivelly's in this. Who's Snivelly? So his main, instead of having a robot sidekick, which is typical for Robotnik, he's got a lot of those like classic swap bots that you've seen. Like if you've seen the picture of the like no fun allowed sign being hammered down from the comic book, like it's those robots are always around. Mm -hmm. But Snivelly, who is his nephew, I believe, in fiction. What? (laughs) But that hasn't been mentioned in the show yet. Snivelly is, uh, has like, six single strands of hair like a like a rug rat coming he, off of his bald head i was just about to say it's like tommy pickles never managed to really grow up uh-huh oh no hello and he's got he's got exactly what you would think the voice of somebody named snivelly would be yeah and he's uh, robotnik robotnik and he's like tiny he's like half the height of robotnik with like a very skinny body he wears yeah. all green the first time we see him he's got this weird little hat that's actually kind of like earmuffs if they didn't go all the way down to your ears uh-huh, but then he doesn't have that anymore yeah and then for the rest of the shots it's just not there it's very weird and we don't know much about him yet i kind of feel like um so it's weird to see like a like a humanoid Mm-hmm. And he's not fully, like, I don't know. He's got a kind of a weird shaped body, yeah. kind of a peanut body. So it's, like, I have to infer that he's human, but he doesn't look, like, super healthy. That's the weirdest thing about this is, like, having Robotnik be more robot, like we yeah. said, takes yeah. away from the issue of, like, 
why are there people here? And then putting snivelly there... It throws it right back into question. <laughs> yeah, because especially if it implies that Robotnik can have a nephew. Uh-huh. Which I think it is nephew and not cousin. But, okay. Uh, if you have a nephew, then there's at least a few other humans involved in the equation to make a nephew exist. Yeah. And so then you have... What I really worried about partway through this episode was like, oh no, does he have snivelly like under his thumb because of the threat of being roboticized? Yeah. And, like... Snivelly is one of the few remaining humans or whatever, and it just can't get away from his, like, horrible uncle. Oh, my God. What if Snivelly's, like, the last one? What if Snivelly's the only human left? Oh, no. And he's working for Robotnik. God. Oh, my gosh. Oof. He's he's all that remains of the human race. Snivelly. Yeah. I'm... It was scary. It was scary. The stuff with Robotnik and Snivelly was actually scary a couple of points but they introduced a lot of those really good beats getting cat captured so early and then having sonic go to try to save him and not be able to was like stressful yes it was knowing that cat's probably going to get roboticized this stressing me out and scary it was weird that sonic could turn into a saw blade that was apparently two dimensions Uh and like fit in through elevator doors and pry them apart but then he couldn't get in between the much wider uh well so they were wide but they had a uh they had uh, horizontal bars. Okay. So it was never tall enough for him to be able to get through the whole thing. Well, and I think that he's not actually two-dimensional, but I think the blade part is his head fins. Yeah, which And are. those are very narrow. So you can use that to kind of saw through something or, you know, poke in between it. But, like, yeah. he couldn't get in the jail to get Cat out. And then I guess even if he could get in there, he couldn't then pull Cat out through the bars. So that maybe that makes sense. But also, anyway. he did the thing. He did the flying thing again that he does in Sonic Underground. Yes. Where Sonic can just fly. Like, could just run up into the air. Yeah. And he just ditched, jump launches himself really, like, really far. It was a missed opportunity because they were in, like, a cylindrical tunnel. And I would have loved to see him, like, run around it. Yeah. Like, along the circle, up in sort of, like, a ramp. Oh, like in the first episode of Sonic Boom. Yes, When exactly. he goes up the canyon wall. Yeah. Like, that would have been really cool. But instead, they were like, uh, what if he just kicks off the ground and just keeps <laughs> flying up into the sky with flames yeah. coming up behind him. Yeah. It's weird. Also, also the episode was called Sonic Boom. This was an episode. <laughs> Conspiracy Chuckgate. This was an episode of Sonic Sat AM. Yes. Called Sonic, Sonic Boom. Boom. And there's a part very early in the episode where Sally goes I'm crack this code by solving for X or like we're looking for X I'm decoding for X. Yeah. And it's like, you're trying to decode Sonic X a <laughs> decade before it happens. What? Beep, 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 beep. This episode predicted all the rest of Sonic. So adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog predicted the rest of everything. The rest of cu- human culture. But Sonic sat. am uh, predicted the rest of Sonic culture, which just by seeing the future. Yeah. Seeing the timeline. Yeah, exactly. Like there's a lot going on here. <laughs> and, <laughs> Sonic gets a weird, you know, again, I I think this brings us back to the idea of the 100-year plan. Mm-hmm. And that Sonic looks like a mess because it hasn't even happened yet. Yeah, we haven't We're, even seen the beginning of Sonic. This what we, we we just celebrated the the last day of Sonic's 25th year. Yeah. Salute and sayonara. Happy birthday, Happy Sonic b- the Hedgehog. Are we recording today on the birthday? Um is that today? I think m- maybe so. Well, today or yesterday. Yeah. Happy birthday, Sonic the Happy Hedgehog, birthday. by the way. Happy 26th birthday, oh Sonic gosh, the Hedgehog. Oh my that would have been a good intro bit. Wow, that, yeah, if, if only we knew anything about Sonic. Um, <laughs> I just saw somebody tweeting about, like, okay, this is the end of, uh, uh, um, uh, so the first Jay, Jay from the Sonic Show tweeted, like, this is the end of Sonic's 25th year, so thanks for all the memories, you know? And, like, then <laughs> I, I guess that implies that it's now the 26th birthday, but yeah. I, I didn't really put those pieces together. I'm pretty good at conspiracies, but not at just, like, regular stuff, just like birthdays. Math. Like, how old is a person? I don't know, but I can tell you what organizations they belong to. So we've seen one quarter of the plan established for Sonic the Hedgehog right. at and its inception. And I'm guesstimating a 100-year plan. Yeah. Because that's, like, a good starting place. But who knows? It could be, as lo- it could be really long. Yeah. Um... One of the human politics criticisms I've seen of, uh, like, like American politics versus, like, mm-hmm. Chinese politics is that the people in charge of the Chinese government have a 500-year plan. And they talk about it. And yeah. they have slideshows. And, like, there are people, there are humans who make long-term plans for, like, if we want our business, theoretically, to be this in 100 years, what would we have to do to get there? Mm-hmm. And that 
American politics has remained paralyzed in a state of like, we literally can't do anything for even today, (laughs) let alone five years from now or 10 years. And like what I'm just I'm saying that I think Sega has the right idea in that it's, you know, if you think 100 years from now, we want the entire world to be Sega branded robots. Theoretically, that's one idea. How do we get there? Okay, okay. And you need to get people comfortable with the idea of being roboticized. <laughs> so, what? Do you, okay, what if Sega sees on the horizon? They're going to make Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. They're like, all right, we know we can beat Mario this year. Yes. We know that. Yes. But we also know that Mario has some has some intense power, mm-hmm. and that Nintendo is ramping up on him. Yep. And he's going to have a golden age from uh, the year that w- after our first Sonic game from that year when we win yep after that we know he's probably gonna have a golden age that could go on for a long time exactly they're gonna retaliate hard and it's gonna look like you know so we weren't we able to, go, to keep up we need to go underground yep we need to mm-hmm. <laughs> we need to go to we need to make some bad games yep we need to get people laughing we need to develop a story yeah because the only way we're gonna fight mario in terms of numbers is if we have a good story we gotta so have, we need to have a set of yes. bad games that people think are funny and weird and upsetting that they'll at least keep talking about for a long time and that takes the pressure off that takes the eyes off that lets us operate in the shadows Mm -hmm. and then they're like this will peak with a game where mario will throw his hat at things this is our (laughs) this is what we expect this will peak at a game uh where uh, we've we've mapped out the trajectory of where jumping can take you yeah and we we think that's into paintings to space and then everywhere that's our that's our general idea and then, and then inside other creatures yes and then into the brains of other people so yeah. when we get to that point when we realize that's on the horizon yep. we are going to start a new renaissance so that's the beginning of our second phase of sonic yes will occur around the same time as that game yes so that when it is dying down and they have this huge gap of time before they have their next big thing right exactly people will be ready for the new sonic to ramp up and take over and establish a 75 year reign when mario has reached a point of ridiculousness beyond recovery Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying it's gonna be bad but I'm just, but but there's no, but there's nothing. There's no coming this. back. There's no coming back from Mario Odyssey. There, that's actually a really good point. Yeah, like, what do you do after that? What are you gonna do? And if it, like Mario Odyssey and Mario plus Rabbids, uh, oh, XCOM, but that game's which gonna looks be so, so good. good. Like it looks so good. Guess what, y'all? Mario's good too. And but it's getting weird. Mm-hmm. And this at this moment, Sonic is kind of like, hey, you know what, everybody. Back to basics. Hey, remember the good stuff? Remember when we beat Mario? Let's do it again, guys. Yeah, and like... The movie's gonna come out. The movie's gonna be so good. That's yeah. the thing. Yep. That's the key to and this, this, though. Exactly. If the movie's not good, then the whole 75-year plan falls to pieces. And Nintendo blew their, like, movie credit way too early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. were like, riding high, let's make the movie. And Sega's like, no, wait 25 more years. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna practice storytelling with comics. With TV, we're gonna we're gonna tap into all these different media, mm-hmm. but we know movies are gonna be huge in the late twenty teens. Yeah, one like, day, I, they're not so big right now, but we don't, no, they'll movies, be big sometime. You look at the technology used to make the Super Mario Brothers film, which is also good in its own ways, but like the technology is not good. Yeah, it's not all silent films of trains anymore. Right, exactly. We get wait, and so we're projecting forward. Okay, we'll finally be able to render Sonic. At a high enough fidelity in Where you can see every individual fur in celluloid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait until Pixar pioneers that fur technology. <laughs> Wait until Deadpool pioneers that hilarious, irreverent <laughs> humor technology. There's going to be a Deadpool movie and it's almost not gonna get made, <laughs> they said twenty five years ago. But guess where the sh- guess where the secret funding came from? Sega <laughs> The surprise funding for the Deadpool movie yeah. was brought to you by the Sonic Company? Yeah. All right. It's a Shell, co- shell Corporation. <laughs> that makes perfect sense to me. No, the Shell Corporations, those are all Mario. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, it's the, yeah, but the... <laughs> Why doesn't... Okay, 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 okay. Okay, okay, okay. Um, um... Oh, God, I can't stop doing Mario fanfic right now. Um, all right. Bowser runs a Shell Corporation. All right, so we got to get back to that later. Um... Uh, gosh i really want to do that mario god moonshine game later um the thing is sega is on top 
Back on top, baby. Not yet. Okay, but getting. I ba- really think Mario Odyssey. I think this year's still Nintendo's year. It's still the because yeah. they hit. They hit with Zelda and they hit with Mario and like. Unfortunately, yeah. there's no, there's absolutely no way you can compete with those games right. doing games that are reusing stuff from the past. Hold the phone. Nintendo, big red company. Uh huh. Big red baddie, big red bad guy. Mm hmm. Sonic. I'm saying Nintendo is Eggman. I'm saying Nintendo is Eggman. <laughs> and Sonic is the resistance. Sega is has been underground for years, laying the groundwork, mm-hmm. attacking here, there. Doesn't seem like it's working. Well, the problem here is I'm not scared of Nintendo roboticizing me. I am because I like I've loved the games this year, and I'm excited about the upcoming games. And the Switch is incredible. Yeah, but what have, what have they done? They've put little controllers in our hands. They've yeah. made us move our bodies to move a cyber world. <laughs> Like, the next Switch is going to have Joy-Cons for the feet, mm-hmm. you know? And then... But, that sounds great. It sounds great, but what I'm saying is they're actively roboticizing us. Mm-hmm. One step at a time. One step at a time. <laughs> they've been put. They've been pioneering that technology. You put Go to the a Wii party a, and roboticize your friends. Roboticize your friends. Get them to hold Joy-Con. Experience Joy-Con. Mm-hmm. But it is a con. <laughs> It's but a I, trick. It's a also, trap. But I do feel joy. Yeah, you feel joy because you've been you've been programmed to do so. But Sonic's going to come back and show us that video games that don't make you perfectly happy are safer and better for the human experience and really get you back in touch with nature. The hedgehog experience. <laughs> Poor Sonic Forces, though, for real. I hadn't thought about it in context of that, but Sonic Forces and Sonic Mania are both landing on the same year as... Breath of the Wild and Super Mario Odyssey. At, like those it, poor mm, those poor folks. They're gonna be great. It's I just, just mean, a different kind of thing. I just mean like in any other year, if yeah. last year the best Sonic game ever had landed. Yeah. Theoretically, which yeah. it might be. These yeah. might be. Mm-hmm. It would have the opportunity to at least get on some people's like, this is the best game of the year oh, list. No. But this year it's like Oh, sorry, guys. But t- yeah. Near Automata's mm. this year. Oops. Zelda's this year. Mario's this year. <sighs> Everybody's this year. Even rabbits are good in 2017. Even the rabbits are good this year. <laughs> rabbits are hot and spicy. 2017. <laughs> but the, here's the thing. I th- I think we're we're in um a golden age of games. Yeah. And a a complete rusted age of almost everything else. Mm-hmm. But the, you know. All the games are good, and things that you wouldn't expect to be good are good. Mm-hmm. And Sonic is right on there. Like, yeah. Mania is better than anyone could have expected so far. You know, yeah. so far. I mean, I think so. It's a thi- so rather than trying to choose a winner, rather than making it about this dichotomy between Sonic and Mario, mm-hmm. let us acknowledge the beauty of all human art. And also that Sonic is going to destroy Mario in the next 75 years. In the next. <laughs> trust me every olympics after this it's over for mario oh he's done he's done (laughs) Uh, so mario's gonna get disqualified for trying to inhabit a hurdle (laughs) that's exactly right he's gonna try to trip up sonic by putting his hat on a hurdle hurdle. oh my god no good i hope that skill makes it into the next (laughs) olympic games if he puts his hat on the luge and just becomes the luge i want cappy to be in the next game oh my god oh so, which Listen. one do you want to watch? Like going forward, what do you mm. want to watch? Do you want to watch Sad I Am or do you want to watch Adventures? I think it, mm, it's a tough question. Yeah, because they hit very different notes, mm-hmm. and um, I'm compelled by the storyline. Me in too. Sad I Am. Yeah, but I did laugh more from from Adventures. I did like that goofy goof party time in Adventures. Yeah. So I don't know. Oh, should I, I do a poll? We should do a poll. I'll do an internet poll. We're going to do an internet poll where you tell us what you'd rather we spend the next few episodes watching. Yeah. So, two things. One, check out the poll. If you have if you have an opinion on whether we watch Sad AM and tell more about the story or whether we watch Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog and talk more about those goofy goof Looney Tunes hijinks. Yes. You're, you have a place to vote there. You Let have a modicum of control over us. You've got you some power. Don't use it. exercise a vote. And we will adhere to it. We will obey. We will obey the poll. We will obey the poll. So, 
Also, at the around the time that we dropped this episode, we've got a new Twitter icon and we've got a new post with one of our uh, favorite images that we've ever made in the world. One of the reasons we are exhausted today is because we spent like six hours yesterday, bra- like just like shouting at each other and and <laughs> brainstorming and developing uh, one of the most beautiful pieces of art that's uh, ever been created about Sonic the Hedgehog. And I'm not afraid to say that because I made it. So if you'll, <laughs> if you'll do me a favor and go uh, check out our Twitter today when you're done listening yeah. and retweet our uh, little banner that we've put up. Yes. I want to I let you experience it for yourself with your eyes, so I don't yeah. want to talk too much about it. But if you'll go and retweet that for us, that'd be really great. Spread the word. Talk about our show. It's time. We are piecing this world together. We mm-hmm. are uncovering the secrets. And you are with us. Hashtag Chuckgate, hashtag Ratwatch, hashtag you and us, hashtag we're going to figure out the sonic truth. Yes, we will uncover the truth. And it begins today. <laughs> it began before, but it like really begins today. But it begins for real today. And uh, I want to say thank you to At yep. Archer A-R-I-Q. Thank you so much for tweeting to us and playing along and like having a good time with us on Twitter, everybody. And after you sent us a tweet yesterday, we we just started laughing so hard and like spent the rest of the day joking about this yeah yeah, yeah. And it's it got a little out of control but i think in a good way and we're very excited and uh we- also look at sam just tweeted us this little baby robot nick look how cute <laughs> it is oh no that's adorable <laughs> oh my god he looks like a like a like a willy wonka character almost like not like like <laughs> one of the little kids who's gonna like if if eggman was taken if he got a golden ticket <laughs> that's that's he's what like that he's like what's the name of the the german kid in that movie augustus gloop yes he's augustus gloop oh my god <laughs> what if gloop grew up to be the egg uh, augustus egg oh boy oh boy that's uh, adorable it's so cute egg Augustus gloop thank you everyone anyway, thank you for for being our friends on the internet thank you so much uh even though you sat through this episode, think about giving us a review. <laughs> <laughs> think about reviewing us on iTunes. Uh, Ultimately, I don't think this one turned out bad. No, no. I think we just wore ourselves out yesterday we're and also w- watched the cartoon yesterday instead of today. And we're going to do a good job next time. <laughs> <laughs> Leave us a review on iTunes. Please. Uh, talk about us Please. on Twitter. Retweet that thing. Oh. Talk to your friends. Give us the attention. <laughs> Thank you so much for uh, your help in making your two show a thing that we are able to do every week. It's we amazing. Have fun doing. It's really, really fun. Thanks to our music people. Uh, we got music from Balby, music from Dave Donkin and Goodnight Productions mm-hmm. for our theme song. And uh, thanks to whoever the heck wrote the Sad AM theme song. Oh my gosh. Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> it's it's so very good. good. I guess you probably played a little bit of it in this episode. Yeah, we'll right? play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. We, ha- we will have heard it already. <laughs> uh,. Thank you all so much. I'm Caleb. I'm Nick. And And you're you're too I wish Dr. Mario was like, like a, uh, hotter. If you, if you dare, but, uh, but like, I wish that he was clean, like, like a voice doctor, Mm -hmm. like cleaning out your vocal pipes. Like that seems like a missed opportunity. Like he, he, I mean, he's jamming pills down your pipe. Like that is what the game is about. Now say, ah, now say, wah. Now say, wahoo! <laughs> Stick out your tongue and say, wahoo! <laughs> Let me hear you say, wah! <laughs> 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 Tell me, does this tickle? Wahoo! Mine's perfect because it could be humorously applied to any job. It's any true. Job. It's true. If he did any job, if only everyone had a fun voice, and every time you called Bank of America, it was like, "Hello, it's me, 
of Mario. Let's uh, talk about your 401k. <laughs> the stock market is up. Wahoo. We are very interested in your business. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, no. It looks like you did not save enough for your taxes this year. <laughs> My Mario voice has kind of just become... It's too clear. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Wahoo. Welcome to the Mario Circus. Wahoo. If Mario in in Super Mario Camelback... That that game, mm-hmm. Super Mario Camelback, mm-hmm. if he collects shines, and that's called Super Mario Sunshine, then if he's collecting moons in the new one, mm-hmm. isn't it Super Mario Moonshine? Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, hello, I'm a... I'm a... To- there's nothing in the truck. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look inside of my card. <laughs> This is a perfectly normally used bookstore. <laughs> no secret at the passages. <laughs> Hello, the police. Why do you look at me so funny? Oh my god! And all the toads are working in the under, like in the basement. They're little mm-hmm. little fungi growing in the dark, mm-hmm. making that moonshine. Paper Mario but- is not shy about this kind of thing, too. Paper Mario has like jokes about this kind of stuff. Oh, stuff hiding behind. Shops and yeah. things happening in their mm-hmm. world, underground yeah. taverns. Princess Peach slowly sliding up her dress, up one leg, and then pulling out a revolver and shooting mm-hmm. Bowser in the mouth. <laughs> shooting him in the mouth? <laughs> That's Bowser. a bad place to get a shot. I think in this version... This is very gritty. I think in this version, Bowser's the law. I think, Yeah, dude. I think Bowser's the law, and the and Koopalings have, okay. like, have like the Super, Mar- some super Monkey Ball. The little Super, super mar- Monkey the, Ball. The, the, great Escape. The, the Great Escape. Uh, the Grape uh, Escape. That's the way you do it when you play the Grape Escape. And mm-hmm. you and they've got the little wee-oo, wee-oo hats on. And, and they're all the, running around bumping into each other but and throwing the, their hammers. But here's the, here's the deal with this. The Goombas with that little thing. That's so that cute. That is very adorable. But, but Peach... Is the mastermind, and it's not that she's been captured as a princess; she's been arrested <laughs> because she runs the ring. Yes, and so you are trying to bust her out of actual jail. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now that's a good twist. Super Mario Moonshine. Super Mario Moonshine. Oh my god! It's very good. That's very good. <laughs> that's so good. I guess we should start the podcast now. All right, let's do it. <laughs>